Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. friends. I call this show Roaring Twenties Farewell to COVID because many experts agree there will be a similar happening when we come out the other end of COVID, which, fingers crossed, hopefully won't be too far off in the future. In addition to the rebirth of socialization and partaying, as the song goes, happy days are here again. The Roaring Twenties aura will infiltrate many areas of life, including fashion and makeup. According to a quote from USA News article, the CEO of L'Oreal said people will be happy to go out again to socialize. There will be, like the Roaring Twenties, there will be a fiesta in makeup and in fragrances. And talk about putting on the Ritz. The fashion world is preparing for new trends in Roaring Twenties wear. Say goodbye to those sweatpants, and I know it's so hard, but hey, hello to styles that will somewhat mimic the decadent and flapper style wear. Think Gatsby's fringe cocktail dresses. Vintage lace off the shoulders. And men, for you, Manhattan fedoras and suspenders. It's all about attitude, and the right clothes can project confidence, wild abandonment, and even in I survive COVID and I can survive anything brashness that says, bring it on. Fashion will have a new landscape with timeless energy. And while we are not quite there yet, There is motion propelling this good old day's renaissance, and here to talk to us about it today is Alex Horenstein, Associate Professor of Economics at the Miami Herbert Business School. Welcome, Alex. Hi, Mary. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here. And we're so happy to have you here. And we were going to start out first with a little history on how the Roaring Twenties came to be. Well, the Roaring Twenties is a, a time of amazing economic expansion, but also of cultural expansion. The Roaring Twenties happened after the First World War and after the Spanish flu hit the world and came with also new technologies like the television, the airplanes, and, and mass productions of cars, automobiles. So it's, it's a, It's a period of, of joy because war was over, of new technologies, of also a period of, of having surpassed the, the Spanish flu and economic expansion happened for around uh, 10 years uh, straight. So it's a, it's a good time that unfortunately ended in the Great Depression, but during the 20s was a, a good time. 
So we want to keep the 20s going. <laughs> yeah, without the Great Depression. Without the Great Depression. <laughs> but what similarities do you think about when, when you know, in, in regard to this COVID thing? I mean, I see a lot of similarities. What are your thoughts? My thoughts, I don't see many similarities, although I do see a great future for us, for humanity. The reason I don't see many similarities is we are not coming from a a major war. Actually, before COVID hit, the economy was doing already very good. And as opposed to the roaring 20s, in which the Spanish flu ended through its natural cause, not because we were able to defeat it, but just because everybody that got the flu either, well, many die and the rest of the world got the antibodies. In this case, we uh, defeated. We as, as humans have shown that in the course of a year created a new type of vaccines that were able to to defeat and in in a few months we will have a capacity to vaccinate the entire planet so so i i see a great period uh, ahead of us but uh, for different reasons that what the uh, roaring 20s happened Okay, and I want, I want to talk about the vaccine in a little bit, but right now to keep going with what you just mentioned about, um, you know, the great things coming, while some believe the economy may not bounce back quickly, you're in the court of a different opinion. Tell us about that. My opinion is based on on recent data. Data has shown already that we expect the U.S. to have a, a growth rate of 6.4%. But more importantly, new projections show that by 2024, the GDP of the U.S. is going to be higher than what we thought it was going to be before COVID hit. So we, these uh, unprecedented uh, policies that have caused some concern due to increasing asset prices and inflation, but have also provided a huge stimulus for for the economy that is going to be reflected in in higher growth that we expected. So the the future uh, in that regard of the projections are are great, and they are sustained by by reality. These these problems like or, or, or this tragedy of COVID also brought opportunities, also brought new technologies, and also brought new methods that will make everybody more productive, not only uh, the pharmaceutical industry with the with the new technologies of the mRNA. So let's discuss how COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated technological changes that will benefit the economy. For one, uh, on one side, the, the COVID-19 has brought us, has made mainstream uh, technologies that can cure illnesses, that can produce new vaccines that without COVID-19 maybe would have been available or would have been tested at this mass level in in the next 20 years, not in one year. These new type of mRNA vaccines not only are going to be helpful to fight new strains of, 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 uh, of uh, respiratory sicknesses that might appear, but uh, many people say that these are 
the future to cure other sicknesses, like, for example, cancer. And, and because of COVID-19, we have advanced in one year what it could have taken decades to us. That's on one hand. On the other hand, COVID-19 has brought us uh, remote working, and this is something that is going to to impact every industry. For example, yesterday, I, I taught an executive course with uh, people from 10 different Latin American countries being present uh, remotely that uh, maybe two or three years ago we would have not thought about about that. So, so it's going to impact every uh, single industry. Of course, some uh, more positive or, or, or maybe some industries that are always winners and, and losers, but I see a lot more winners than losers. So what sectors of the economy do you think will uh, bounce back the best? In principle, all the, the sectors that have been very depressed, like uh, entertaining and restaurants and tourism, is going to bounce back because it, they are the most affected. So those are, are going to bounce back, hopefully, to, to pre-COVID-19 levels. But there are also other sectors that are going to move beyond what we expected before COVID-19 hit us. Like one example is uh, pharmaceutical uh, and the drug industry. Another example, uh, in my opinion, is education with all these new uh, ways to to reach students and, and and reach people and companies who will be able to hire labor remotely. So one problem sometimes that that we have in or we used to have in the world is the mobility of labor, but now many companies will be able to hire and uh, monitor the, the workers remotely anywhere in the world. So so it, it's going to be beneficial for, in my opinion, for almost uh, every sector of the economy. In fact, some people are saying that this working remotely from home will likely lead to increased productivity. Yes, the, there are already studies happening and Probably depending the industry and, and, and depending the task in some cases will be beneficial or not. But now at least the option exists. And in the cases that is beneficial, it can easily be implemented because we all got used to Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams or Google Meets or, or what, whatever people is, is using to remotely communicate. So I want to go back to the vaccine a little bit because it was just, it was just amazing that so many scientists worked together and came up with the vaccine so effectively and quickly and just what we needed. And, uh, you know, what something I keep hearing is this statement, this is an, a once in a 100 years event. Will this technology sort of solidify that as a truth or is there no truth to that? Technologies are advancing so fast that I, I would say it's, it's impossible Prediction is very difficult, and, and in this era, it's even more difficult because we are leaving the probably what is, in my opinion, going to be the biggest uh, technological revolution in, in human history. So it is very hard to know, and this is the artificial intelligence revolution, so it's very hard to know or predict what is going to be the technologies and the problems we are going to be able to solve in five or ten years. So 
So whether this is a one in a hundred or one in a million or or it may happen something similar very soon, that's something I really, really <laughs> yeah. cannot uh, predict. That's a crystal ball mo- uh, moment there. But that's, that's why I'm wondering why so many people keep saying it's once in a hundred years. I mean, to me, I agree with you. Nobody can really make that prediction. It could happen tomorrow or a hundred years or... 500 years. So it's crazy. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And and thanks for sharing that. And then also, let's just kind of close with going back to your thoughts about the resurgence of the Roaring Twenties exhilaration period. Following my, my previous line of thought, I think the, the, the growth or the changes that are coming are are going to dwarf that what happened in the Roaring twenties. In the roaring twenties, we we live, or people live through new iterations of a revolution that has, was already going on, which was the industrial revolution. Now we are living a new revolution. You, you have to think that five thousand years ago we have the agricultural revolution, in which for the first time humans started to use animal power or or delegating muscles into animal muscles. In the eighteen hundreds. We live through another uh, very important revolution, the Industrial Revolution, in which we delegated our muscles into machines. And this has created a, a great deal of wealth. In the 1800s, there was 1 billion inhabitants in the world, and 9 out of 10 were in extreme poverty. Today, we are 7 times that, and only 1 in 10 live human beings live in extreme poverty. It's still a lot of people. We have to work to help those people. But in perspective, in relative terms, the advance of humanity in the last 200 years has been incredible. And now, for the first time in human history, we're not going to be able only to delegate muscle power into machines, but also our thinking into machines. That is going to exponentially increase the capacity to create new new technologies, uh, new inventions, new materials, everything. So it's a, it's a very, very uh, promising time. Of course, there are challenges, but uh, challenges come opportunity. And I see, or it is my opinion, that the human ingenuity will, will win and, and we are going to see amazing things in the in the next years. That is just so great. and And that's kind of what... I personally want to center on the positivity. If we can take away the the happiness of the Roaring Twenties, I mean, people have been through so much and great increase in mental health issues and struggling and unemployment and the isolation, and it's just been so very hard that now that the world is somewhat opening back up and will continue to be, I do see that there will be a lot of socialization and partying and getting back with folks and just kind of a more carefree, maybe not totally, but some carefree wild abandonment and just enjoy and replicate at least that part of the Roaring Twenties. So to to that end, I'm going to say fingers crossed and thank you, Alex, for being here and Cheers to the Roaring 2020s. Thank you, Mary, for the interview. I greatly enjoyed my time with you. Thank you. Now time for our nonprofit spotlight. 
Here I want to talk about a few assistance programs. First up, the Town of Cary's OASIS program provides financial support to households that need help with their utility bills in the area. The program is administered through a partnership between Cary and Dorcas Ministries. Residents could receive up to $450 per household. Also through Cary, in partnership with Dorcas, is an emergency housing assistance program which provides help to residents who find themselves in a temporary financial crisis. Residents can apply for financial support on past due rent payments as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, you can go to townofcary.org for info on those two programs. And just a little change in the site address, which will be carry150.org, carry150.org, to find out about the anniversary. So here in our Carry 150th Anniversary Spotlight, carry150.org, there you will find all the deets on the celebrations, and there's also a fun facts timeline with tidbits such as Carrie's beginning started with a roadside inn called Bradford's Ordinary. At its incorporation, Carrie's population was under 300 people. Can you guess how many people are in Carrie now? It's, it's over 174,000. So I guess they're doing something right. <laughs> and in 1993, what happened? The internet arrived in Cary. Again, that's Cary150.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. Keep listening here or at our website, triangle411.buzzsprout.com, to get free marketing advice worth thousands of dollars from our marketing CMO guru on marketing salvation, recouping from COVID. Or check out our Beachbody Not show, Pitch the Lose 30 Pounds in 30 Days Carrot Squats programs, and still look luscious at the beach. And for some much-needed help, our show on overcoming loneliness a health issue for nearly 50% of Americans, may provide some respite. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 be aware of what others need.